have my answer now, if you like. My offer is this. Nothing. Not even the fee for the gaming license, which I would appreciate if you would put up personally. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. What's happening, everybody? Happy Friday, and welcome to a special bonus edition of the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on this special edition, you probably can't guess unless you read the show title, and then you know this one is entitled Memphis and Carson Sitting in a Tree. So the big move finally happened. It's been projected all week that the Colts and the Eagles were going to do this damn thing. And they finally finalized a deal to get Carson Wentz brought over to my Indianapolis Colts. Uh, We'll continue to do this type of thing as major news breaks here in the NFL. I wanted to do it the night that the Matt Stafford-Jared Goff deal broke, but it was a Saturday. And that's like family time. And I wanted to make sure that I had our resident Lions fan, Jerry, here when we broke that one down. So tonight, it's just going to be me breaking down the Carson Wentz deal. And uh, I'll I'll read the deal to you real quick as uh, it's directly on ESPN.com. So the Eagles will receive the 85th overall pick in this year's draft. And the conditional second rounder can be a first rounder based on Wentz's playing time, according to sources. Wentz needs to play at least 75% of the Colts' offensive snaps in 2022, uh, or it can become a first-rounder if Wentz plays 70% of the snaps and the Colts reach the playoffs. The worst the 2022 pick could be is a second-rounder. So the Eagles are assured of at least a second and a third. So my first reaction before I get into the art of fandom is that I said this on Twitter earlier. I don't condone Carson Wentz's actions. You know, he acted like a baby, uh, even though it benefits me and my team. Uh, anyone who's watched this show or followed the Dynasty Warzone, you know what a Carson Wentz fan I am. I have been for years. I believe in the talent, and I'm going to get into some of the reasons why, but I think this is a real shitty way to work your way out of a situation. But it is what it is. It is the empowerment age of the NFL. It's bled over from the NBA. And you're going to continue to see more high-profile players leverage their way out of situations. Carson Wentz won't be the first and won't be the last. Great podcast I listen to called Straight Out of Vegas. They have a weekend host named Bernie Fratto. 
And he was doing a show this past weekend referring to about how guys like Wilt Chamberlain, guys like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they were getting themselves out of cities going back into like the 60s. So this is not new in 2020. We're trying to give a younger generation a bad rap. They're just going about it in a different way than generations before them. So can't hold that against these guys. They are doing what's best for their career. So don't love it, but uh, here you go. My first reaction as a Colts fan was pure joy. Um, I wanted the Colts to get their QB, whether it was Wentz, whether it was Sam Darnold, whether it was a rookie. I didn't, I did care. I don't want to say I didn't care. I, I didn't care who they got as long as they got someone quickly. I want them to be able to add pieces in the draft. I want them to be able to do things to create an offense that's going to allow them to compete for a Super Bowl. Um, and I believe the rest of the Colts roster is capable of competing for a Super Bowl. The first time I heard that opinion was John Middlecoff of the Three and Out podcast. He's a former NFL scout, and he was like, you know, the Colts have got everything. They've, they, they've got the up-and-coming defense. They've got the pieces. They've got Jonathan Taylor. They've got the offensive line. They've got the GM, the head coach. They needed a quarterback. So I'm really glad this deal is done in, uh, I guess, not even March. So we're going to have all of March, April, May, you know, then all summer to start putting this thing together. Obviously, as you could tell by the very special intro dedicated to my boys, Frank Reich and Chris Ballard, that I think they uh, they pulled off a great deal. So the Colts last year in 2020, they went five, they went 11 and five with Uncle Phil Rivers. Um, that's the same Philip Rivers who was being sent off to the glue factory in the end of 2019, and he comes to Indianapolis. He helps them win 11 games. He has 4,169 yards, 24 passing TDs, and only 11 interceptions. Okay, Now, this is the same Phillip Rivers that was coming off of a 5-11 season in L.A. where he did throw 4,600 yards but 23 TDs, and he had an egregious 23, I'm sorry, excuse me, 20 interceptions. So he cut his interceptions almost in half with Frank Reich. What's one of the big concerns with Carson Wentz? He had 15 interceptions last year. So we, we've already seen Frank Reich take a, a quarterback who was coming off of a, a less than stellar year. Maybe not as bad as Carson Wentz because it was pretty shitty. But all in all, uh, I'm excited about that. Um, I know there'll be pushback, but I really believe Wentz can return to form under Frank Reich. There's no secret that Wentz was an MVP caliber quarterback uh, in 2017 with, with Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator. He was, you know, played 13 games, had 3,300 yards in those games, 33 TDs, only seven interceptions. Can Wentz rekindle that magic with Reich in 2021? I don't know. But that's what Colts fans like me, Dynasty GMs like you, and players around the world want to know. I, I think it'll be somewhere close to the middle. Now, let's let's throw out Carson Wentz's dog shit 2020 for a second. Because it's no mystery, it's no secret that 2020 was bad. Really bad. Historically bad. But while, who was Carson Wentz before 2020? Because we seem to forget you know, how good this guy had played. So Carson Wentz had played 56 total games in the NFL coming into 2020. So in his first four years, played 56 games. He passed for 14,191 yards. Okay, that's 253 yards a game in that span, in that four-year span. 
His completion percentage in that time span was 63.7% completions. And, and that's not like on some small number. That was on over 2,000 pass attempts. He had 93 passing TDs and three rushing TDs in that four year. That's 100 touchdowns in 56 games, or an average of 25 touchdowns per season in his first four pro years. And, and don't forget that he's never going to be con- confused for, for Lamar Jackson. He's never going to be con- confused for Josh Allen. But he had 200 yards rushing on average in all five of his first year in the league. So he can move a little bit. And, and in spite of how shitty 2021 was, he still managed 21 total touchdowns in 12 games. So he was well on his seasonal pace of an average of 25 over his career when he got ba- when he got benched. So I, I think that's who Carson Wentz fans like me remember is the pre-2020 Carson Wentz. And I think 2020 is all that the people who think Carson Wentz is now trash. Cheeks, as the kids say, that Carson Wentz is now Cheeks is all they remember is the, is the most recent 12 games. I believe the Colts and Frank Reich will do for Carson Wentz what the Bills have done for Josh Allen, what the Ravens have done for Lamar Jackson, and that's building a system around them to help Carson Wentz do what he does best. And the advantage that the Colts have is that Frank Reich doesn't have to learn what Carson Wentz does best. He already knows what Carson Wentz does best. On top of that, the Colts managed to keep their 2021 first. They also managed to keep the rumored 54th overall pick that the uh, the Colts were allegedly going to give up in some leaked stories earlier in the year. So the Colts have their two top 54 picks. And this is a great opportunity for the Colts to find a permanent replacement for Anthony Costanzo, the most recent retired left tackle of the Colts. Now, the Colts could move uh, badass right tackle Braden Smith over to the left side, or they could just draft the left tackle at 21. Now, if I'm Braden Smith, we've heard the stories about Orlando Brown. He wants to be traded from the Ravens because Ronnie Stanley got hurt. He had to slide over and play left tackle. He did a good job, and now he wants to be paid like a left tackle. This could be a great thing for Braden Smith. Bad thing for the Colts because they'd have to pay this man. But Braden Smith could slide over, have a good year at left tackle next to Quentin Nelson, and then he could get paid like a left tackle in his contract year as opposed to like a right tackle and then let the 2021 pick come in and just be a piece of the line. I think that's what the Colts will do now that they have the quarterback situation taken care of. Regardless, Wentz is going to be playing behind Pro Football Focus's seventh-ranked offensive line from 2020, and for him, that's a big step forward over the mash unit, the constantly hurt unit, the mixed-matched piece unit of the 19th-ranked offensive line that Philadelphia put together for him last year. Other positives in this deal for the Colts is that the Colts didn't have to break their piggy bank to get Carson Wentz. The Colts went from second in overall cap space at $70 million to fifth overall in cap space at $44.1 million. Seems like more than enough money to make a move on a wide receiver like an Allen Robinson, uh, a Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin if he doesn't get franchise tagged. And, and all of that's on top of Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., and Paris Campbell. Now, T.Y. Hilton is a free agent. Uh, but T.Y. could want to stay here. You know, he spent the first nine years of his professional career in Indy. 
He's probably got one to maybe three good years left. Depends on how his health holds up. And, you know, he's got a family here. I mean, do, do you want to uproot and move? Uh, maybe if he's chasing every penny, that, that might be an option for him. But he could also take a team-friendly deal and stay right here in Indy. Regardless, I expect the Colts to be moderately busy. The Colts have never been huge splashers around in free agency under Chris Ballard. But, but you never know. So uh, I'm pretty excited, man. I'm pretty excited as a Colts fan. But let's get to the reason why you're here. You all want to know about the dynasty implications. I'm sure you're happy for your boy. I'm sure you're happy for Memphis. His team got a quarterback. You know how invested I am in Carson Wentz and dynasty. This always was. This is and always was the best case scenario for Carson Wentz and his dynasty GMs. The Reich reunion is the potential magic elixir that Wentz needs to get back to being a borderline QB1. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I had Wentz going into 2020 as a QB1. I think I had him at 8, give or take 1. And obviously, 2020 was a complete disaster. So what am I doing in Dynasty? Am I buying? Am I selling? Um, neither, unless I'm getting getting value. Anytime you get big news like this, you knew this was coming. And that's why I put out the the joking tweet on Twitter that, a quote-unquote bad dynasty service is telling people to go out and make low-ball offers on Carson Wentz. No, the move was to go out and make a low-ball offer on Sam Darnold before he gets moved somewhere and his value gets an increase. One thing before I go any further, the one thing I found fascinating in all this as a Colts fan is that it come, came out that when the Colts reached out to the Raiders about potential of De, uh, Derek Carr, being moved, they were told Derek Carr is not getting moved. So that was an interesting one, uh, but but the Colts got the guy they wanted. Uh, I consider this move of Carson Wentz. Uh, I'm not selling uh, unless I can get like a like a first. I would need like a late first and a super flex because then I would need a shot to draft a Mac Jones. I think the big four quarterbacks of Lance Fields, Lawrence, and Zach Wilson are all going to go in the first four to seven picks in your super flex league depends on what the owners in in those pick ranges need so if i'm going to move a quarterback in a super flex i got to get a quarterback back in a super flex if not i'm not really interested in in moving carson Wentz. i would rather see i'd rather gamble because at this point you already more than likely own carson Wentz, or you acquired him before this news happened so i would rather wait and see if he can get things pulled back together with Frank Reich. And if he does, your selling opportunity will come later in the season, not right now. Not right now. Not that the best time to maximize value. Uh, this is a big win for Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., Paris Campbell, and any offseason additions. I think players are going to want to come here. I think they're seeing what the Colts are doing. And this is as much about faith in Carson Wentz as it is about having faith in Frank Reich. So I, I, I love what they've done. Uh, I'm going to shift to the Philadelphia side. The same thing can be said for Jalen Hurts. You know, he's now the prettiest thing around in Dynasty, but I, I can't touch Hurts at his already too high valuation. Uh, I recently saw Jalen Hurts in two, in two Dynasty Superflex startups go in the fourth round in two separate startups. That is crazy for me. Now, Les Bowen, Les Bowen is a writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer, and he was the one who broke the Carson Wentz story that said Carson Wentz would not 
openly be happy about going anywhere but Indianapolis. And in his same tweet on Wednesday, the 17th, he also noted that he is under the impression the Eagles would be taking a QB at six overall. That's enough to pucker my butthole. I don't know about you. Scared to death. How the hell can I invest in in Jalen Hurts in the fourth round of a dynasty startup if there's even a slight a slight opportunity that he might get replaced at six overall? Again, everything in this tweet, I shared it in some of my groups like Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Uh, I shared it with those guys. This guy nailed every word of the Carson Wentz news. And then he added this little caveat. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen, gang. It means he was accurate about the first part of the story, and he could could be accurate about this. And if you go out and, and invest heavily in Jalen Hurts and Philadelphia decides to take a Trey Lance or decides to take a Justin Fields should one of those two fall, not out of the realm of possibility. If Miami can't trade back out of three, that means they're more than likely going to go with a wide receiver like a Jamar Chase. And Cincinnati really probably wouldn't want to move back. They may entertain it, but they need Panay Sewell. So if Philadelphia is there and Lawrence went, and let's say hypothetically for this scenario that Zach Wilson went to the Jets and Miami couldn't trade out, so they took Chase. And at four overall, the Falcons, maybe they go Fields to groom behind Matt Ryan. And then at five, the Bengals can't trade out, so they draft Panay Sewell. The Eagles are going to have to make some decisions right there. Do they take Trey Lance? Do they bring him in to compete with Jalen Hurts? Regardless, all of that makes Jalen Hurts, at his current valuation, too expensive for me in a super flex. I just can't do it. You draft him to be your QB2, and in the leagues that I saw in the fourth round, he was their QB1. And if the worst-case scenario for him happens in late April – all of his value basically goes away unless he gets traded. So just too much variation for me. Uh, I'm a little bit more risk-averse, especially at the quarterback position. So I'm going to pass there. Um, this is a big stock down for Philly assets not named Miles Sanders or Dallas Goddard. I think Rager, Fulman, um, excuse me, Rager, Fulgham, and the rest just took a beating from a dynasty standpoint. Um, great for Hertz if he stays. Uh, their, their value could rebound if they go in a different direction. I just don't see this passing game being aw- awesome. I could see Jalen Hurts being awesome for fantasy, but he's the same guy I saw go 7 for 20 against the Redskins, excuse me, football team, and didn't look great. You know, his stats, as much as we want to believe Jalen Hurts can be awesome, and he can, it was only a four-game sample size. That four-game sample, the stat lines were descending, not ascending. He had a great game against the the Cardinals, had a, a, a little bit of a less game against the Cowboys, and then had a real stinker against Washington. It was almost as if defensive coordinators got more tape on him, and he became less and less effective. Go to Pro Football Focus, focus and look at his stats from a game to game to game. Again, it's four, it's four games. It's, it's a small sample. I was having this conversation with Ray Garvin at RayGQ on Twitter. But it's a small sample size, but it could it be a glimpse into the future. Again, too expensive for me. 
Um, for me, Sanders will see a nice bump in the rushing game if Hertz is the quarterback. He, you know, he's got that Konami code. Think about what we've seen with running backs like J.K. Dobbins with Lamar Jackson in 2019. Mark Ingram had a great season with Lamar Jackson. It could be great from a rushing standpoint. My fear, the reason why I just have this as a neutral for Sanders is that when you get that Konami code quarterback, they don't tend to check the ball down a lot. Again, four-game sample size. Hard to know what Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen are going to do with this offense, but I, I don't know. So for me, I'm considering Sanders a neutral. Same with Goddard. Goddard was fixing to get a huge bump, the bump of bumps, a key bump, if you know what I'm talking about. Little, little inside joke there. But Ertz also, was because he's on his way out, I'm surprised Ertz wasn't part of the Wentz trade. And But now with all this ambiguity, I just got him as a hold. I think Dallas Goddard's going to be a fine tight end and tight end premium. But, man, four-game sample size. Very pricey asset. It's interesting. So it's a fascinating story and, and, and one that I thought deserved a quick hitter. Uh, I'll be back with Jerry next week. We'll talk more about this, I'm sure. If any other dominoes continue to fall, I'll make sure I sit down behind the mic and behind the camera and give you guys a few minutes of what I think. Again, would have done it with the Goff and Stafford news, but it was on a Saturday night. That's usually family time. Hey, if you stuck around this long, you must be a loyal listener. And do me a favor. Man, rate, review, subscribe, and, and share the show. Um, do it on your Facebook. Do it on Instagram. kind of weird, but do it on Twitter. Um, and leave us a five-star. We are over 200 reviews. And, and thank you. Thank you so much to everyone who's done a review for the show. Um, but eyes forward, always forward. We're looking for that march toward 300. Um, one of, one of my favorite movies, but not really. It's a good movie. I don't know. 300 is a good movie. Uh, but if, if you would take the time to just go to your podcast player, hit subscribe. And, uh, if you're a YouTube consumer, man, make sure you're watching notifications on. You won't miss stuff like this. I've got some other small quick hitters. I'm going to continue to drop in the off season and everything is 100% free for you to support us. Of course, we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Uh, I have an athletic apparel brand sponsor and hate brand goods, Trophy Smack. Um, we have a lot of ways you can support those that support us. But if you just want to help us in the freest way for you without even having to reach for anything more than your phone, again, rate, review, subscribe, and share the show everywhere. And uh, if you're interested in all those sponsors, man, just go to the podcast. All those hyperlinks are right there in the show sheet. You, you tap on you tap on the, the show description. All the links you'd ever need are in there. If you want to support us, thank you for tuning in. Remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. I'll see you guys back here again real soon. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing this, this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit. That little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine, or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know like I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So 
Head over to thehate.com, use code um, and save yourself some cash. You- hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. <laughs> 